We're Rachel and Erica, and this is the Autoimmune and You podcast. Neither of us took one answer as our truth when we were diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, and we want you to do the same. There is so much information out there, so many people telling you what or what not to do, and we know how confusing it can feel. This podcast is about breaking past your limits and fears and realizing that different things work for each of us. You are the creator of your own journey, and guess what? You can do whatever the fuck you want. everyone. Welcome to Autoimmune and You. Today is a very, very special day because we officially have our first guest on our podcast. Ooh, I can't believe this right yeah. now. She's staring at us. She's just like here with us. We're so used to Erica and I just talking to each other. <laughs> and now we have Amanda with us. Yay. <laughs> Yay. So we have Amanda Nova from Amanda Nova Wellness on Instagram. And she is a wellness educator and offers self-care tools and resources, online classes, and she even has her own products called Olive and Grace. So welcome. Welcome to our podcast. I'm so excited and honored to be here as your first guest. I don't know if I deserve (laughs) such accolades, but I'm here. I'm here for it. You, You definitely deserve it. So just for context, I started following you on Instagram many years ago. I mean, I've been on social media now for seven years showing, uh, sharing my own health journey. And you were one of the first people that I started following. Uh, you were dealing with your own chronic illness at that time, which is like, you know, in the, I don't like to associate with chronic illness, but like yeah. in that community, right? Like there's not so many people, but like, yeah, there's people that are specifically like doing kind of like holistic stuff and like sharing in a specific way. And you are one of those people. Um, so I started following you for a while. And so I've kind of watched you grow and evolve, not just like with your account and your business, but in your personal life, obviously you're, you're pregnant. Congratulations. Yes, Thank you <laughs> on that. But also like the way that you've been sharing has changed and like mm-hmm. what you share. So like it used to be just kind of, if I can remember, it was more just yeah. like your life kind of situation. And then it was talking a lot about um, the illness that you were living with, which we'll get into in a moment. And then now it's like a lot of self-care tools and resources. And I've just been inspired over the years. Obviously, we haven't had like many interactions but I definitely, you know, pay attention to your content. I follow like a very limited amount of people on social media and that changes constantly, right? <laughs> Depending on what people are yeah, sharing. Same. But I, I've I've consistently followed you and it's been really cool to like see someone, you know, just sharing their illness online, just trying to share whatever, you know, they're going through to actually turning it into a a successful business where people are learning from you, girl, you got so many comments and like response on your reels and stuff. And people really value what you put out. Thank you. Yeah. It's so interesting to speak to someone who's been involved and, and kind of watching from the beginning, because my original name on Instagram was grab a spoonie and it was all the spoonie stuff. Oh, that's stuff. right. That's Yeah. Right. It was like okay. all spoonie stuff. It was like all about having chronic illness and living with chronic illness. And I was very much engrossed in that world as, you know, I'm sure you were during that time. It was like, who's talking about it? What are they saying? Like, who am I yep. connecting with? 
And then as I went through my journey over the past, you know, five or so years as well, it's like so much change that I had to change my brand because I was like, I don't resonate with my own content anymore. And then I was like, I hope everyone's okay with this, but like I, I wasn't connecting with it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I had Mm -hmm. to change it to move forward. Cause I was like, I cannot just be spoony anymore. Like it's, it's so much more beyond this. That's such an important point because like, I feel like we've done that with a podcast, not only our own personal brands, but the podcast. And, um, I was just talking yesterday when we did an Instagram live together to announce the giveaway winner. Um, Erica and I, we were talking about the fact that like, if someone starts listening to our podcast from episode zero or one, they get to see the involvement of ourselves in our journey yeah. because that shit doesn't end, right? The journey is always going. And I think that all three of us are really good at like embodying that and just standing by the fact that it's not going to look the same, even day to day. Sometimes, sometimes you wake up and you're just like, Whoa, I feel like a different person. All right, let's go yeah. with it. And I think it's so important that like we feel empowered and like we are aligned with our inner being to be like honoring that and go, you know, not hold back, not be like, oh, what are people going to think? And obviously we still have those thoughts from time to time, but what is like the resounding full body? Yes. Is moving forward. And you know what? Like some people will go with you and some people won't. And that's okay. Like it's, we're not meant to be in someone's journey forever. (laughs) Yeah. And new people who need you find you. Like I fully believe with social media that you end up seeing the things you're meant to see. And, you know, I, my hope with my audience is always that I'm being showed to people who need the medicine that I provide, right. That they need the medicine. So like I did have a moment truly when I changed the brand where I did have that thought process of like, Oh my God, like are people not going to be here for this? What Mm -hmm. is going to happen? But I, and I know you guys are very similar with this. Like share from a very authentic place. Like this Mm -hmm. is like very, it's very true. It's very real. Mm -hmm. So if I continue to post things that are not connected with what I believe, what I'm doing, how I'm speaking and who I am in that moment, then it does it's, it doesn't exist anymore really. Right. Cause it's a lie. It's not who it's not me. Think about the ripple effect of that, of like, if you're not being your authentic self and you're just doing it because you're trying to hold on to a certain audience or like show people certain things, but you're not connecting with it, then you're actually stopping yourself from growth. And when you're stopping yourself from growth, you're not able to help people in the way that you're supposed to. So you're holding yourself back in such a big way. And I feel like that's relatable for anyone, not just people that are like super active on social media. Like think about just your daily life. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and that's exactly why... I thought of you like coming onto this podcast is because I have seen the like kind of the progression of your account. So like I'm not stepping into a Nova, uh, Amanda Nova wellness, like, right. you know, wellness educator, like all of the things that, you know, people see now, like I've gotten to see that evolution and it's kind of really cool to be able to like, see that you did step into that place of like, I don't feel called to be like associating with this foodie, you know, lifestyle. Like I have deeper, meaningful things that I want to be able to share with uh, the people that follow me. And that's definitely like inspired me because, you know, my first account name was turning pain into purpose, uh, which, you know, it felt very accurate at that time. And then now it's healing arthritis holistically. And even that, like, Having the name arthritis in my account, sometimes I wonder if that limits myself, right? Like it's 
it's going to attract other people because I want people with arthritis and other autoimmune diseases to have access to the information that I'm sharing. But then at the same time, you know, I don't, I'm not associated with rheumatoid arthritis, like myself, like within myself, I'm not like, I personally, like, I, for the sake of social media and like attracting yeah. those people, I, I think, you know, I'm going to keep that name, you know, as of now, but the point is, is that we have to allow ourselves to like grow and evolve. And that's what our podcast is about. That's like what we share with our listeners. Like, Hey, you don't have to be on the same diet. You don't have to be on the same medication forever. You don't have to yeah. like hang out with the same people. You don't have to follow the same people on social media. Like that can change depending on where you're at in your life. And if you, you know, kind of deny that, like, it's like, you're just causing yourself unconscious, like discomfort and like frustration. And when things are aligned with what you're doing in your life and how you're showing up on social media or showing yeah. up in your life. So I, I told Rachel, I was like, we really need to have her because she really kind of embodies what this podcast is about and that how we choose to show up um, and share the things that are important for us. Because look at all three of us right now, like Rachel and I talk about this a lot, but we're sharing information to the autoimmune community that is not really widely accepted, right? Like there's still, Mm -hmm. there's still a very big device of this in the chronic illness community for the Uh sake of speaking about it. Right. Yeah. But there's also like the extreme ends as uh, maybe we talked about in our call before we actually did this recording is that like, you could be heavily identified with your illness that keeps you Mm -hmm. stuck. You're like, I have RA, like, this is my life. My doctor told me this, like these medications are the only thing I have, you know, that can help me. And then you have the other extreme side of it, which is like, how dare you get on medication? Like you should be able to do this alone. Like, right, you know, it's, right, right. It's, really, it's really easy to heal. As we all know, it's not, there's a lot yeah. that kind it's of goes so in. easy. Drink celery juice. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. So the point is, is that we're trying to create the middle ground for people. Yeah. Like here are things practical, realistic, not stressful, not expensive tools and resources Mm -hmm. that you can utilize in your own life to feel empowered over your health and really get to the deeper root of why you have these chronic symptoms, you know, and that's going to look different for every single person. So that is why we were like, we need her on here because not only of your, not only just your journey and your story, but what you're sharing and how you've evolved. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think the middle ground is empowerment. And I think what we're doing is empowering people to advocate for themselves, to take their healing journey into their own hands. You know, I say that a lot because a lot of the things I do are hands-on and tools that people can utilize at home. But the whole idea is that you're building your own journey, right? So mm-hmm. if medication works for you, great. I was on biologics and they worked great for me for a while. And I still was doing all the other things that I was doing. And that was okay. You can be really natural and be on a certain diet. You can do whatever you want, but that middle ground is empowerment, right? Because the super extreme end of the medicinal piece of it is the doctors are controlling your journey and they're controlling the narrative. Right. And then the other side of it is like, all these crazy woo-woo people. <laughs> like I consider myself woo-woo and then I see some stuff sometimes and I'm like, yeah, maybe not so much. I don't know. I think I I do fall in the middle, 
Yeah. That those people are controlling it, right? Where you're just like, I have mm-hmm. to be on this regimen if I am not on this specific yes. raw diet. Like, so there is no balance and there is no self-empowerment in either yeah. of those sides of the spectrum because you're just like, now I feel like, and I've lived on both sides of that, by the way, which I'm sure both of you guys have same, it. Like I've same. done both of those things. <laughs> yeah. um, so I know, and I've lived it and I've been very disempowered by letting other people control my journey. I yeah. think it's like, I'm tr- I've tried a lot of things here. The things that work for me, it's my voice, my power. I'm in control of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're mm-hmm. teaching people to do. And it could look yep. a million different ways. Oh my God. That's, that's exactly, exactly, exactly what we talk about. And I can confidently speak on the extreme sides of things because as our listeners know, like I did the diet protocols religiously. I lost weight. I developed insomnia. I lost my period. I was, you know, extremely perfectionistic and controlling and feared everything that was going into my body because I used, I viewed things as inflammatory versus Mm anti-inflammatory, but according, but according to somebody else's narrative, not my life. Exactly. Yeah. That's what we're doing on this podcast. You know, I love my little metaphors and like, as you're talking about like the middle ground and empowerment, and you said, build your own journey. It made me literally think of build a bear how like you literally <laughs> you get to like just pick and choose the things that you yeah. want right it, yeah. literally your journey can be like build a bear and it can be just as exciting as build yeah. a bear. <laughs> that's that's I so love accurate build a bear. <laughs> I just visualized what my own build a bear would look like that yeah. would be really fun, fun. Oh, that's girl. really cute you really should okay I, I yeah, support that's good. that yeah. That's good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. But it's, I love that. that's, that's what it, that's what it is. Right. And so that's why I, I know we're going to get into it, but that's why I have been moving more and more away from sharing protocols, mm-hmm. sharing nutrition advice. I'm sharing the things that work for me, for other people to try them, but trying to get away from like, I'm going to give you a program. I mean, everyone is selling a program right mm-hmm. now, you know, like, yeah. and yeah. I was like, I don't want to give people a diet or anything because again, like it it can look so Mm -hmm. different. It's just, yeah. So just getting Mm. more into like other tools and resources. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So we have like a um, (laughs) kind of laid back opening question. So as everyone knows, Amanda's our first guest. And so we're testing the waters with like the flow of things, which obviously we knew that it would flow super easy with you. Um, but we want to like open and close with the same question for every guest. So our first question for you, before we really get into like your story and your journey and all of that yeah. is what's one thing that you couldn't live without on a daily basis could be like a thing or a person or idea or a daily practice. Okay. So I mean, I'm going to go super emo on this whole thing. I mean, my husband <laughs> and my cat, like obviously can't live without them. I think for me, <laughs> a support system has been really, Mm. really a big part of all of this. Someone who's allowed me to test the waters on a lot of things Mm -hmm. and be crazy, (laughs) be all over the place. Um, So I think that's like my, my number one. And then just like, I'll add a little wellness spin on the whole thing. I think movement for me has been, Mm. I, I don't think I could live with, like if I was on a deserted Island, I don't think I would have things like my lymphatic cups, <laughs> you know, like I wouldn't have tools <laughs> yeah. like that. I wish I did. I maybe pack them, but like, I would still be able to dance and move my body and feel mm-hmm. somatically into my body. And I think that that's like, yeah, something I think I could do anywhere and wouldn't want to live without. Oh, 
Yes, completely agree. I love that. Like you share about like shaking and dancing Mm -hmm. and like using that as like a free, easy tool that you can access at literally any moment of any day. Um, because I think about myself and like, there's definitely days that I don't necessarily go on like a long walk. Like I want to get like a full strength training workout. Like I like to, but I always am dancing or shaking or jumping on my trampoline in my apartment. So I absolutely love to share stuff like that. Yeah, totally. Like it's snowing right now. We had a snowstorm here in New York. So Mm -hmm. I know that I'm not going to get outside and go for my daily walk that I do. And so, but I do move or I massage my ears like every single night. I always with like I'm massaging myself and like touching, I'm always touching myself guys, but you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm always like we working, love on my, working on my body, like trying to move the body and doing those sort of like free things. <laughs> yeah. We just did an episode on the things that we couldn't live without. And the things that I listed were my husband and my cat. So very similar. Mm, and, we, yes. and, we, and we both also agreed like on movement is very, very important. Just like, just energetically, right? When you have mm-hmm. like emotions or you're just like, your world becomes very small with your job or staring at a computer or staring, like you yeah. need to like that movement around. Like I definitely feel irritated and annoyed. And when I ask myself, why do I feel irritated and annoyed? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, Erica, you've been staring at your screen for the last. Yeah. Yeah. Hours. You haven't moved. Yeah. yeah your like, joints you, hurt because yeah, you're yeah. sitting like this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And going yeah. back to this, the, going back to the support system, I think that is critical for everything, right? We're going to go into like nervous system regulation, but one of the key things to help with nervous system regulation is to have that support system to Mm -hmm. have that safety and comfort of like someone is supporting me on this journey. They're not, they're not judging me. They're not criticizing me. You know, my husband seen me, you know, do all these crazy five day juice cleanses and water fast (laughs) and yeah, medical medium and all these other crazy things to just try to get my symptoms under control. But instead of, you know, being like, well, that's crazy. Like just get on the medication. He was always like, babe, try whatever you want. I'll buy the, I'll buy the book. You don't have to work. Just prioritize your health. And I would not be where I am today if he did not allow me that space to heal and heal and the, and experiment with what I thought was necessary. And now he gets the benefits of it a healthy mm-hmm. wife and potential mom someday, but yeah. that, that support uh, system is really key. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's huge. And, and yes, exactly to your point. I think there was a moment where I really wanted to give up everything prior to starting the, the community and having that, that additional support, right. Of like uh, starting an online community. And my husband was like, please don't give up. I felt so like, I'm not the person that you, like you didn't sign up for this. And I know a lot of us go through that with partnership. Like it has been a journey, but I often think about like, what would my life be like if I had married someone who like didn't think it was like fine Mm -hmm. that I was doing coffee enemas on the floor in the hallway (laughs) and was just like stepped over me and just like, all right, toodles, like have fun. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I think of like other people I date, you know, I'm like, yeah, I've gone like, I don't know, it just lets me do my thing. And now, mm-hmm. to your point, gets to reap the benefits of like, you know, we finally got pregnant after trying for a long time after I had yeah. been through all this stuff. Right. And it's like, he gets to go hiking with me. And now he has a yep. partner back fully. Yep. And he deserves that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. 
I want to add a quick little point there because I obviously have a different experience from you guys. And um, so I'm divorced uh, from my high school sweetheart of 11 years. I got divorced like three years ago. Um, and I had like this narcissistic boyfriend in the meantime who I thought was amazing and then found out some shit. And, um, now I'm with like literally my soulmate, the person that yeah. I was like, oh my God, like my soul is literally like, I found you finally. And so I finally get to experience some of the yeah. stuff that you guys are talking about. Right. Where he's just like, no, you do you like anything you need to do. One memory that specifically pops out at me is I was having like just an off day. I just energetically was not feeling right. And one of my good friends who's a Reiki healer offered a free session with me. She's like, you know, what? I really am feeling strongly that I need to gift this to you. Like, do you have time today? And we were out like walking, getting lunch or something and like um, shopping at an area by where I live by. And I was telling him that she offered this and I was like, I don't know if we're going to have time. Cause like we had plans later that evening. And I was like, by the time we walk home and then like, we need to do this and that. And he's like, no, we're going like, we're going home right now and you'll be able to do it. And if we have to push the other plans back, that's fine. But like, you need this. And I'm, I don't care about the other plans. I want you to be like, good. I want you to feel better. And I mean, there's been countless times like that, but it's crazy to see the stark differences. And the yeah. reason that I say all of this is because for anyone out there that's listening and is like, oh, good for them. Like they have that, but yeah. I've never experienced yeah. that. Or like, I'm yeah. never going to find that. Yes, you absolutely fucking can. And first of all, you have to be that yeah. for yourself before anything else will mm -hmm. come along in your life. Yeah. You have to find that in yourself. And I promise you when you are not looking, that person will come along and you will be like, oh my God, this is how I'm supposed to be treated. Because you guys, I've been through the fucking ringer with relationships. I have been through so much that I've never even tapped into on this podcast or on social media. And I know how I want to show up as a partner. I know the type of partner that I deserve. And honestly, for the longest time, I didn't think I was a worthy. And I didn't think B that it actually existed. I was so yeah. convinced that like people sharing about their great relationships and da da da. Like I was like, yeah, sure. Like it's probably shit behind the scenes. Like I would literally just automatically be like, nope, doesn't exist have faith is what I'm trying to say. And it, it will happen. It can absolutely happen. This is not BS. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I think a lot of people are afraid to date with chronic illness because they're afraid mm -hmm. of being judged and afraid of like, yeah. you know, bringing somebody into the mix yeah, when they're like, in the, it's, it's so hard. And I also think that support pets do, should not be discounted. <laughs> Get a pet. <laughs> oh yeah. Although my cat is a total percent. asshole. I won't like, she is such a bitch and she, but she, I love her. <laughs> so what very unrequited, <laughs> just seeing her and cuddling with her makes me happy. Yeah. She would rather I didn't, yeah. but yeah, yeah definitely I, pets are great. I, I, sure. I think that, I think the key to that too is like, if you are even like dating and you're, <laughs> we're going into dating and all the same, I knew our conversation was good, <laughs> but I'm just saying like, Pay attention to how that person makes you feel because if you're on this mm -hmm. healing journey and you have some type of chronic illness and you're doing the dieting and the movement and all these, you know, healing modalities, but yet you're in a relationship that feels yes. unsupportive and you don't feel safe in your body and you don't mm -hmm. feel safe to <clears throat> experiment and like confide in them the way that you need because that yes. emotional piece is the part of the healing. Just pay attention to that. That's all I've got to say. Um, because I think it is really important to be involved with someone that is going to be supportive of your healing and uh, you can feel safe to be with and just whether you're in pain or you're feeling good, you know, you need someone that's yeah. going to be there. 
through the ups and the downs. <laughs> I feel like that's a perfect segue into what we're going to actually talk about. <laughs> now that we're talking about all the other things, all, our listeners know that our podcast episodes always kind of like go around and around. Well, they can't see my hand, but they go around yeah. and around. And then finally, we'll come back to the point, I promise. So we're getting there. <laughs> um, it, that perfectly brings us back to why we wanted to have Amanda on here talking about nervous system regulation and like paying attention to the way that people make you feel is absolutely linked to your nervous system. And like, that is Mm -hmm. um, a huge part of what Amanda Mm -hmm. does with her business. So can you tell us a little bit about like your story, kind of like a clip version of like what you've been through, how you've gotten to where you are now? Sure. It's, it's so tough because I feel like, like most people's chronic illness journey or healing journey, it, it took a lot of twists and turns. And so whenever I try to encapsulate it, I'm like, okay, so I've dealt with chronic pain for the past, um, 10 or plus years. I've been saying 10 for a really long time. So now I'm assuming that it's gotta be <laughs> more than that. Um, and I went through trying all different kinds of things and a lot of procedures. Like I did, I, I think a thing with me when we kind of talk about the medical piece is that I really did let my journey be medically led for a long time. I had two back surgeries. I had, I think 10 plus procedures where they were literally like burning the nerve endings in my spine. And I really, I have a lot of medical PTSD because of it, because I let these people kind of take over. And then when I would go and be like, well, do you guys think there's something deeper here? Is there something else going on? They'd be like, no, 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 you know, just, you know, keep going. Here's another epidural, right? Here's another. And I, okay, here's more anti-inflammatories, right? Here's another pain medication. Like, so I went down this journey for a long time. And then after my second spine surgery in 2018, 2018, 2019, I actually had my lower lumbar spine fused. And after that, I proceeded to just get super sick. And I had been sick for a while, but I was like, there's something more here. And I was getting Mm -hmm. continually just, yeah, I was really just getting gaslit at every corner. And that's when I really took things into my own hands. And I still continued down the medical route and ended up getting diagnosed with things, you know, finding out I had chronic Lyme disease. Then it was, you know, first it was fibromyalgia, then it was chronic Lyme disease. Then it was ankylosing spondylitis, which is actually a mechanical issue of arthritis of the spine. And that was around the time that I had started sharing my journey because I was really looking to connect with people. And I had already had the background of holistic health because I had become a health coach in 2013. I actually had a blog back in the day about holistic health and nutrition back in like 2012, 2013. And so I started really trying to connect with people because I was really depressed and really lonely and I didn't understand how to navigate this journey. And from there, I kind of began peeling back the layers. So I was really balancing this world of listening to doctors who were diagnosing me and then getting worse because once I would get a diagnosis, forget it. I was like, oh my God, am I, I'm, I have Lyme disease now. Like this is so, t-, you know, and it's like, I would just go deeper down these holes of researching it and kind of like almost stockpiling the stuff that was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, mold illness. I mean, I had all of it going on histamines, MC it's like all of a sudden everything comes out of Pandora's box and you're just like, how do I put it? Like, please go back in the box. And then people put every single one of those in their like Instagram bio. <laughs> yeah. And like, they have all the things and I'm like, Oh my God, like what? Yeah. Why do I have all these things? And they're all connected, right? All of them are, are connected in some way, shape or form. So I began to share my journey and things that helped me. And I really didn't start to get better until 
I really did cut through all of that, everyone else's information, like we were talking about and really focus on like what was going on with me. And what I realized was that at the core of all of it was a chronically stressed out nervous system, a chronic stress on the body. So whether that was caused by an infection of Lyme, which was there, right? All these things are real, right? And they're all there and they're all happening. But what caused this huge snowball effect and all these things to reactivate in my body? It wasn't like I had just gone outside and got bit by a tick. I must have gotten bit by a tick when I was a kid, you know, that caused the arthritis, that caused the symptoms. All of it was connected. And I understood that. But I was like, why did this happen? Like, why did this get activated? And now I'm dealing with all of this. And so... I really focused a lot on my nervous system, my lymphatic system, really just working on my body and also the way that I thought about things. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, just to make a long story short, a lot happened over, over the past five years. But last year, I think I really hit a point of like realizing that like I was kind of keeping myself in a prison of my Mm -hmm. chronic illness. And Mm -hmm. every time I took a pill, I was empowering the doctors. And every time I took a pill, I was reminding myself that I was sick. Every time I said that I was in a flare, I was confirming to my nervous system that I was sick. Every time I said, I can't do that because I have AS, I was confirming that I physically can't do something. And so I literally overnight stopped taking all my medications. I literally stopped my vocabulary. Like I never Mm -hmm. ever say I'm in a flare. I never say it ever. Um, I just stopped. Like I was like, here are all the things that I'm doing. That's keeping me in this prison. I have the key and it's time to get out. Like I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. Like I am finished. And I understood, like I had done so much work to also understand how I had gotten there because I grew up just in hustle culture, working since I was 14 years old And I did not believe that I earned a break or Mm -hmm. a Mm. life that was more relaxing and flexible unless I was sick, right? That was the only time you were allowed to not show up, right? Mm -hmm. That was the only time. So suddenly all these things get activated and I manifest this because my nervous system and my body needed a break and my spirit needed a break. I was not aligned with what I was doing. I was Mm -hmm. working in marketing for 12 years, right? Preach. (laughs) I worked in, I worked in marketing for 12 years. I worked at like major companies like PepsiCo and like working around the clock. And it was like, work harder, work harder, work harder. And you'll get to the end of this, but I was so sick. Right. And so dealing with all that. So anyway, long story short, I let myself out of of this prison after all this work, it was a dark night of the soul, right? Because you're just like, holy shit. I just realized, like, I think one night I looked at my husband in bed and I still like laugh about this. I'm learning all these things. And I looked at him and I was like, I was like, nothing we know is real. <laughs> he was like, yeah. what's wrong with you? And I was like, everything is not what it seems. And mm. I have I have come back down to earth, but I changed a lot. And that's when I changed my brand. And now I share still my life and who I am and my heart and what's going on, because it's, it's never just straight to the finish line. And suddenly it's like, you walk out of the water and you're healed. Yeah. But I manage my life and my symptoms to the point now where I don't associate with having a chronic illness. I don't say it anymore. I don't, I don't take on the identity 
Um, unless some, unless somebody asks, right. Or, you know, people are like, wait, how do you, why are you talking about this? How do you know that? And then I'll say, Mm -hmm. well, you know, I dealt with chronic Lyme or I dealt with mold or I dealt with AS and I know, you know, I've been Mm -hmm. there. Right. So I do know, but I don't lead with that anymore. Right. I don't Mm -hmm. lead with that. I am Amanda Nova first and Mm -hmm. help. And I now help other people to like, get to this place, right. By teaching them the tools that I used embodiment, somatic practices, lymphatic mm-hmm. system. I mean, all these systems of our body that affect a, diff- a lot of different things, the vagus nerve, things that yeah. I wasn't taught in school. Like I went to yeah. grad school. I did a million certifications. People are always yeah. like, Hey, like I want to, t- I want to teach about the vagus nerve. How did you learn? I'm like, First of all, the school of hard knocks. I learned it just being sick. <laughs> like, hello. Slash, yeah. I read a million books, like to pull, I have a virtual mm-hmm. class to pull that together. I built that. There was no one yep. book that had that information. No yeah. class taught me that. There's nothing like, I was just like, this is super important. I need to learn this so that I can teach yeah. it. Yeah. And so that's oh, where my- I am now. I know that was long. I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> There's like so many things that you said that like really stood out. I tell Rachel this all the time, but like my clients that I get are coming from that high perfectionistic control type A situation. Almost yeah. all of my clients are like, yeah. that, right? they have, they're, you're, they're basically living in survival mode. Yeah. Right. And it, and it wasn't their, just their diagnosis that caused them to be in survival mode. They were in survival mode way long before, mm-hmm. right? Because, mm-hmm. because of, because of their trauma and because of their home environment, because of past relationships, whatever got them into that survival mode. So all, all my clients are like that. Right. And that including myself, right. Cause that's the clients that I'm attracting is that I was once there, the hustle culture, like yeah, I was in graduate school to be a marriage and family therapist, thinking I was gonna save the world. But thinking back to the education that I learned, I'm like mental illness. I used to deal with a severe depression, suicidal, mm-hmm. anxiety, panic attacks frequently, right? And like you learn the the way that you learn it um, through like uh, marriage and family therapy is like you know you learn about the DSM and all these uh, like mental illnesses, and it's like yeah, but but there's no like really to me looking back at how we learned about that and how we were supposed to help our clients I'm like hello I, we weren't talking about the fact that these people were eating mcdonald's mm-hmm. and like there's you know what yeah. I mean? there's, so, there's so much context to what gives someone the how they develop uh you know anxiety depression and all this stuff right yeah but anyways, I look back on that and I was in that hustle culture myself dealing with depression, anxiety, trying to help other people. And so if it wasn't for this illness, you know, forcing me to look at my life and yep. behaviors, I would not be where I am today. But the, the thing I want to highlight is that I didn't realize when I started my health journey that it started with the diet, right? Started with obviously with the diet, the one thing we can really control And then I started learning about mindset and then I, you know, it kind of evolved in mindfulness and stuff like that. Uh, But then eventually I came to a point where I started hearing people like Dr. Nicole LaPera and like reading her book on how to do the work and people Mm -hmm. talking about nervous system regulation to where I finally, within the last year, really the last like year and a half realized like, wait a second, Erica all of this work you've been doing has been regulating your nervous system mm-hmm. right. because 
you were in that chronic fight or flight as long as I can possibly remember because of the things that have happened to my life. Like that's why I was all of those things, you know, panic attacks and depression and like, you know, the fight or flight and then shut down. And then there's no regulation and all that. Right. So the life that I created through these healthy habits was teaching or teaching my body to regulate itself, you know, all of these things, but I didn't look at it from that lens initially only up yeah. until now do I realize that was at the core of what I was doing. So and now I'm sh- now I'm sharing that on social media because I'm like, oh, that's what it's all really been about. Creating that like safety in my life, you know, learning to uh, do the things that are my self-care, my idea of self-care, not somebody else's idea of self-care. So I really like that you mentioned that hustle culture because I think that's what is also leading people to chronic illnesses is that yeah. their body is like, I tell people, like my clients, like your foot is on the gas pedal a hundred percent of your day. You never yeah. ease off of that. What is the body supposed to do? How is it supposed to heal? How is it supposed to come back to homeostasis mm-hmm. yeah. when, it's trying to, when it's trying to keep you alive from a perceived threat that may not be the actual truth of what's happening in the now? Right. Mm-hmm. And those threats are everywhere. And I think, I think a key point uh, is safety is feeling yeah. safe. Mm-hmm. And I think that that drives a lot of the hustle culture mm-hmm. because I feel like it's, it's financial safety yep. and security. Yep. And it's like, I was raised to believe and, and it's not my parents fault because it was, they were raised to believe, right. This mm-hmm. is ancestral stuff of like, you work super duper hard and that's how you produce and that's how you get success and that's how you provide for your family. Right. So like, that's what I had to like, literally like unlearn things that were ancestral through my, you know, immigrant grandparents coming over from Italy and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, being a butcher and like that work, work, work that we have, it's because we're afraid to let go of that because then what happens, right? And so I think what happens too, we go into survival mode and it looks different for everybody, right? Because it can Mm -hmm. be a freeze survival. It could be fawn, which is people pleasing, which so many people do. So many. So like, (laughs) like, you know, to kind of blend, right? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, it's that, that fight or flight. And I noticed it because my survival mode looked like, you know, drinking black coffee, taking antidepressants, painkillers, not eating, going, doing super rigid diets to try to control something that then was Mm -hmm. putting my body into starvation mode, causing more stress, chronic stress, or like getting up, um, for a, I mean, I lived in the city and worked in Brooklyn for a while. And it was like, I would get up at 4am and do HIIT workouts, not eating and fasting. And like all these things that were like throwing more fuel onto this fire. And my body was constantly sending me messages and shutting down. I mean, I was sick all the time. I had so much weight on my body that I couldn't lose because that was my response. My body was like, hold on to the weight, protect Mm -hmm. her, keep her safe. And I tell people that all the time. I'm like, the answer is not another diet. The answer is not drink coffee all day and don't eat anything just to survive and keep up with a culture that is inbred in us and that, you know, their society perpetuates this, right? You need mm-hmm. to be creating all the time, content all the time, productive all the time. Yeah. And then we go into the masculine and we're go, go, go. And once people get into that fight or flight all the time, every little threat 
sets the whole system activated, right? Yep. And those threats, like you were saying, like a perceived threat yep. is for me, oh my God, if a boss texted me, I was going to get fired. I was going to lose my job. I was going to lose my home, like everything, yeah. right? Like I would just get, my body would, my adrenaline would go because I was already yep. so activated. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't matter. Like, and they'd just be like, hey, like, how's it going? And I'd be like, oh my God, like everything is, the world is ending. It is really hard to bring yourself back into mm-hmm. homostasis because yeah. toxins in the environment are a threat that you might maybe not paying attention to, right? Like, so that's happening as a sort of environmental stressor. Then you have the emotional stressors of like, you're taking care of a sick parent, your, your job, like everything becomes a threat. How do you get out of that? Right? Like you mm-hmm. need to really work on the core, like grounding in your nervous system to be able mm. to then still show up in these places because you're not going to quit your job. I mean, a lot of people don't have an option. You can't just stop taking care of your kids. Stop dealing with all these things. I I tell people this all the time. I'm like, my struggle was like, I, the universe kind of did it for me. Like I really ended up in a situation where I like lost my job and like my life became like, I had to kind of like rebuild. Like the universe was like, we've had enough of this. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're like, that's it. But I am realistic that you're not going to just close out all the stressors externally. Yeah. So you have to deal with you. That's all you can do. Absolutely mm. true. I love when you're talking about, God, I have like literally so many things. There's so much. Think, but... I know. <laughs> <laughs> I literally had to start like writing things down, but there's like so many anyway. Okay. Rain it in Rachel. Okay. So number one, I love that you were saying like keeping up with society, right? The societal norms of like the hustle culture. And like you were saying, 4am hit classes and then going to work and being stressed out the whole time. And again, if your boss texts you, you're just like automatically on, you know, overdrive. And then someone else comes in and you freak out at them, even though they were trying to do something to help you. And like, it's this total trickle down effect. And I want to raise a point to anyone listening that you don't need to keep up with society. You need to keep up with your body and your mind and Mm -hmm. your soul, right? The more you keep up with their body, your mind, your soul, the more you're able to keep up in your own life. And it doesn't fucking matter what the rest of the people are doing. We've told you this over and over and over, and we'll never stop telling you that your journey is not supposed to look like anyone else's. Like your soul, your innate, like, soul within you knows the way knows what you need to do. And you can call that, you know, source or God or whatever you want to call it, but it is within every single one of us. Right. And when Mm -hmm. we regulate the nervous system, when we find these wellness practices that really truly work for us to find that homeostasis and to find that balance, that's when you get to find that security. That's when you find that safety. And like I said before, you have to find that within yourself before you find it elsewhere. And so that's why I think that it's so important that you, Amanda, share so many like free, easy practices for people people to do or low cost and also offer these classes for people to be able to understand like, what can I do for myself? Because I can't necessarily afford to go see a naturopathic doctor. Yeah. You know, yeah. every month. I can't necessarily see afford to see an acupuncturist, you know, multiple times a month. That's okay. Start somewhere, start where you are. And guess what? The more that you start to balance out who you are and what you're doing, the more those things will actually come to you. Things like money, things like better relationships in your mm-hmm. life, things like the, jo- the dream job. But I know it sounds like 
crazy to some people listening, maybe because I used to be that person. I would listen to podcasts like this and be like, yeah, sure. Great. Like good for them. They get to do that. Like there's no way I'm ever getting there. And then I think back at that and like where I'm sitting right now doing this, I'm like, my mind is fucking blown. And you know why? Because I was like, you know what? Might as well try. What's it going to hurt? It's not going to hurt anything. If anything I have to gain. And I tell clients this a lot before starting with me, it's like, you can be scared of the failure. You can be scared that it's not going to work. But if you really look at it, are you going to be worse off than you were yesterday? Absolutely not. If nothing else, you're going to have a little bit more knowledge, right? You're going to have a little bit more confidence in your journey. You're going to know yourself a little bit better. And so again, coming at you again with the metaphors. So like, I think of, <laughs> I think of a phone with like notifications of like, you need a system update. And are you going to like, are you that person, which I am that person sometimes. And I am that person in my own like wellness journey, we all have this sometimes where you're like, yeah, remind me in an hour or like, yeah, remind me tomorrow. Right. And we keep putting it off. And eventually the phone stops functioning properly. It stops, you know, especially with iPhones, everyone knows that like, if you don't update it, eventually it's going to stop doing what it's supposed to do. And so then eventually you update it and you're like, oh my God, like, this is so cool. There's all these cool features and it's so much easier to use. And it's like, you know, more fun. And that's what your journey can be. And when you use all of these like tools that again, are within each of us, people like me, like Erica, like Amanda are just here to remind you of those innate tools that you have within you. And so you get the opportunity to rather than ignoring the notification to upgrade or to um, what's the word, whatever the um, software, then you get to actually be like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to do it now because I know that it's going to push me that much further, that much faster. Yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. 100%. And I think it is the acknowledgement. It is the work. Like I think people are always like, do I'm doing the work. I'm like, I really like, it struggled. Like I struggled learning all of these things because when I learned mm-hmm. them, it was like, my mind was blown open and then I didn't know how to function anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I don't understand how I'm supposed to live my life. And I was always one of those people who was like listening to podcasts or people would be like, I just quit my job and now I'm doing my dream life. And I would mm-hmm. be like, stunning. I live in New York. I have rent. <laughs> like that's yeah. great. Yeah. Like yeah. I always was like, the job and school and the side hustle and the Instagram, like all that stuff together. And I do, I am now living an entirely different life that I, and Mm -hmm. because we're not built to be on all the time, but Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. And I still, I mean, it's been almost a year that I've been fully like working for myself. And I, I tell people this all the time. I actually was so programmed that on Sunday nights, even when I was working for myself, I still used to get a knot in my stomach and I used to get anxious. And I used to get like, I used to get like that feeling of like, oh my God. And then I would have to self-soothe and be like, Mm -hmm. you work for you. You, (laughs) you call the shots. Like (laughs) you are not waking up and going back to a job that you hate anymore. Like this is not happening. Right. But like our body, my body remembered that feeling though. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're talking Mm -hmm. about. Right. Is like, yeah, I would have to remind myself you're safe now. You're mm-hmm. safe now. Mm-hmm. Like you're okay. Right. And so yeah. I think just bringing yourself back into a place people are afraid to heal and they're afraid of what that might mean. Right. And what they yeah. have to look at and what all this stuff does. I think it's, it's fear. A lot of it. It's hard yeah. work. 
Many of us in the autoimmune world are best friends with heating packs. We're here to tell you that it's time to ditch them because we have something even better for you. Our new favorite pain relieving product is not like any other heating products that either of us have ever tried. Thermotex offers a variety of infrared heating products. They're really high quality, effective, and convenient. It's super easy to do. All you have to do is flip on the switch, let it heat up, and instantly enjoy the healing benefits. Because they incorporate infrared technology, the energy is absorbed six centimeters into your body. Traditional heating packs only penetrate about a quarter of a centimeter. The other cool part about this technology is that it isn't insanely hot to the touch, so you don't have to worry about burning yourself or having to reheat it frequently. Thermotex is currently offering our listeners a 10% discount on any personal product with our special code AUTOIMMUNEANDYOU, all one word. And as always, that link is in the show notes. We literally use our heating pads every single day, and we can't wait for you guys to start using this as part of your healing regimen. Yeah, it's definitely like you have to recognize that you're on autopilot, right? A lot of people don't realize they're on autopilot, you know, thinking the same things, doing the same things, seeing the same people, never getting outside of that. And so when you do different things, like try a meditation, try, you know, uh, lymphatic drainage, like try these things and do it on yourself. Like you're getting yourself out of autopilot. You're saying, mm-hmm. Hey, I am not this. This is just what I've learned through my past experiences, but I can learn something different. I can be something different. And I tell my clients this all the time. Like we do have a choice in how we are living. Like we don't, sometimes we don't think right. Oh, well I'm in this financial situation or this person screwed me over or this. I'm like, but yeah. guess what? You're in control of your attitude, your perception, your beliefs, how you mm-hmm. talk to yourself. Like those are all things that can help us escape this autopilot right through mindfulness of like observing what type of thoughts I'm having, observing what emotions I'm living by on the day-to-day basis. You guys know people that listen to our podcast know that I listen to a lot of Dr. Joe Dispenza, which mm. was really the core yeah. of me breaking free from a lot of my yes. symptoms was because I realized my personality at that time, you know, before I got sick was I'm a perfection. I thought perfectionism was a personality trait. I thought being <laughs> same, I thought same being- anxious is a, right. I need to, I'm like, anxiety is a part of who I am. Like it's yeah. cute. Yeah. And, <laughs> anxious. And I thought stress was like, I would run into people like, yeah. oh, I can't talk right now. I'm so stressed. I have to go to class. And then I have to work. <laughs> and I thought that was, I thought that was cool. Like I thought that was yeah. my personality. I look back and I'm like, that's, that's not the truth, right? We accept things as our truth. And so guess what? We solidify those things through the same actions, the same thoughts, the same emotions, Mm -hmm. and we go on this autopilot, right? But then you, when you become aware that, Hey, I can choose to think differently. I can choose to embrace different emotions. I can choose to take different actions in my life to support this ideal, you know, version that I would like to be showing up in this world. And like, until I d- did all this work on myself, right? Not really understanding that I was regulating my nervous system. I broke free of all that. Like I don't yeah. associate as a perfectionist anymore at all. I I recognize when I'm in situations where I am kind of, you know, trying to control things. Like, you know, when my husband's cleaning a certain way and I want to be like, oh, just do it. Like I do it. Yeah. You know, I, I can recognize. And guess what? All those little moments where we save ourselves from the stress that comes from trying to control, I go, Oh, that's, 
what's that doing to my body right now? It's not allow myself to get work up. So that's why the mindfulness aspect is the key to a lot of regulating your nervous system. If you can't even be aware of how you're feeling and how you're thinking and your state of being, how are you going to give yourself the option to change that? So like, that's like the large, that's the largest portion for me for the first, like three or four years was like strictly just bringing that awareness to like how I'm showing up in my day. What's overwhelming, what's overwhelming me? What's working me up? Where am I? Like, where's my energy going? Am I thinking in the past? Am I thinking in the future or am I in the present? And eventually your nervous, your nervous system starts saying, Hey, Erica, you're safe right now. You have a comfy bed. You have a nice home. You have a supportive husband. And you start like appreciating that and seeing that instead of, Hey, this happened to me 10 years ago or this, you know, you, whatever, or, Oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be disabled in 10 years. You start really living for the present. And then your nervous system is going, okay, in the present moment, you're safe. You can heal. You, your body can repair itself, but it takes a lot of that self-awareness. People think it's time consuming. Like, Oh, I have to pay attention to everything. No, but not everything that's impossible, but just building the simple awareness and just everyday life can really help you develop the, the thought process of like, Hey, I can choose. I don't have to be in this right now. What can I do to soothe myself? What can I do to comfort myself? What kind of self-care do I need in this moment? Not all day, but just right now in this moment, what do I do? Yeah. And I, what you said resonates with me so, so much, because that's what you're saying is exactly where I was at too, right? Of like, I thought burnout was a badge of honor, right? Like I am so, I am so fried. I am more stressed out than you. I'm working harder than you. Like my life is worse. I'm more stressed out. Like, you know, like talking to your girlfriends and you have just like event sets and they're like, oh, like this is going on. You're like, well, I have a ton of shit going on. I'm so, I am the busiest, right? Like always, that was like, so me. And I noticed like, you start noticing like, the way that you speak, right. And the way that you like, even now, like I notice people doing that, like I'll be conversating yeah. with them and I'm like, I'm the yep. person that's like, I'm like, everything's cool. Like everything's great. Like, you know, <laughs> no big, right. Like, because I had to train myself to not do that. And I think you just get to a point too, where you're sick of that, of being like, I don't like when you realize yep. like, that is what I think my personality is. And then you're like, but is that really who I am? Mm-hmm. I think when you start to shed those kind of personalities and pieces that we kind of put on ourselves, right. Of like the anxious person, the stressed out person, the burnt out person. Yep. Yep. Then we become two things. We become more of who we really are. And we're like, what do we really enjoy? And who are we really? And then also who do we want to become? Like, I was like, do I want to be this person that's like running on caffeine? And I'm like, and is that when I'm building a community and trying to help people, but that's what I'm doing to be able to show up for other people. I'm not living what I'm like, I'm not practicing what I preach. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is who I want to be. And then you, you really do work to become that person. And I think it's worth it when you think about all the money, all the, all the stuff you do with chronic illness. I mean, you're talking about not being able to see, you know, a naturopath once a month. I mean, there was a Lyme doctor that was two grand just for a consultation. I think I paid her $500 to speak to her for 20 minutes on the phone. This is like back, back. And I'm like, people will complain about like, oh, like taking a $50 class or doing the work or buying a book. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, 
Mm-hmm. I am a 100,000 percent like my brand is about making these things accessible but like the amount of money that I have spent on procedures on surgeries on things like being sick is expensive right so being well costs money too but like it's like what is the payoff now I take no supplements I used to spend hundreds of dollars a month on supplements I take a prenatal and I do Mm -hmm. like digestive enzymes that's all that I take right now right but I used to take 30 pills a day so like where you have to free yourself from that but that takes work and it does cost money but what is the the, they both cost money so true Mm -hmm. so so true um a lot of this has to do with exactly what joe dispenza talks about about like if you want to embody a different life you have to make a decision to be a different person right Mm -hmm. you have to make a decision Mm -hmm. to make these changes and i love erica that you kept talking about self-awareness because like before you like mention the word awareness in my head, I was just like, it's all self-awareness. And of course you're in my brain. Um, <laughs> but that's really like, that is the foundation. That's where it starts is even being aware that you're having these feelings and these thoughts and these ideas and all of this stuff. Um, and it's funny because there within that self-awareness, um, I realized even just as, um, early as yesterday that I was feeling really anxious. I had a full day from like, 1030 in the morning until like 8 PM. I literally had thing after thing like that I had to do. I had a whole to-do list. I had calls, the whole thing. And it's funny because I kept feeling myself getting anxious. And then I would stop and be like, I could have very easily not stopped. I could have just gone on with my day feeling anxious and just being like, Oh, well I'm anxious today. Like it is what it is. And then again, that awareness piece, I was like, why am I feeling anxious? Like these are nothing that I have to do today is like stressful. Nothing that I have to do today is something that I like really, really don't want to do. So why am I letting my system take over of like this, this anxiety? Right. And so it takes awareness of knowing how that feels to you. Cause it feels a little bit different for each person, mm-hmm. but obviously there's like overarching symptom type things that happen within our body, within our mind, but you have to know what that is for you. Um, and then on the other side there, um, you were talking about how like you used to like wear things as a badge of honor and like, this is just who I am. And Mm -hmm. like when you're talking to girlfriends and it's like, oh, well, my life is stressful. Oh, well I did this and this and that stressed me out. And it just makes me think how like, I used to be that person too. I wasn't necessarily, I never necessarily labeled myself as a perfectionist, but I was totally was like, I never said it, but I'm tried to micromanage everyone and everything that I possibly could at all times. I had to have the control. And, um, it's funny because now I look at my life and like, if I'm being honest, I'm making the least amount of money I've ever made in my like working adult life. And I'm happier than I've ever been in my entire life. And I'm more aligned with who I am as a person. And that is something that I will not ever give up. Right. Like, yes, it's fucking hard sometimes to work for yourself and to like have certain stressors and financial stress and whatever. But I, every time come back to, I would not trade that for anything. And there are people in my direct life that will say like, are you really like, are you as happy as it looks? Like, it looks like you're doing great, but like, are you okay behind the scenes? And I'm like, no, genuinely I am (laughs) and genuinely for the first time ever. Like, yeah, we all have hard days. Like I went through a full week long depression a few weeks ago. Like it happens. Right. But that doesn't 
that doesn't like attack who I am. That doesn't taint who I am and actually strengthened who I am because I came out of it with like a total spiritual awakening moment of like, holy shit, a bunch of stuff. That's a whole other story. But it's funny because like, I never thought that it was even possible to be that person of like, no, you really are as happy as you portray yourself to be. And you really do get to shine your light in such a different way. And I love that, like both of you touched on the fact that it really does just like start with that self-awareness and to go like way back to something that you said before, Amanda, about like how like the soul just needed a break, right? When all yeah. these things were happening, it was like a snowball effect. And you're like, the soul needs a break sometimes. And the soul will get that break. It will make you, and it might be the, feel like the worst thing ever because you yeah. didn't listen to those notifications in the meantime. Right. But rather than saying like, oh my God, everything's falling apart. The thing that I like to instill in clients is things are breaking open right? New doors are opening. Yeah. And, and those things are, are messengers and and signals, right? Like pain and symptoms are signals from Mm -hmm. our body that we need those things and we ignore them and we numb them and we just, you know, keep going. And, you know, it, it really does flow into so many other elements of, our, our life and different things. And I faced it numerous times with chronic illness. And then when I was trying to get pregnant, I realized like there's so many external factors, right. And other people's stories, especially Mm -hmm. when you work in helping people where like with chronic illness and with working and then with fertility, I had this story of like, it's hard. This is hard. It's hard to get pregnant, right? It's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard. Everything is challenging. I work, you know, now I'm a startup. It has to be hard. My mantra is it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be difficult, right? It can be easy. Mm -hmm. And like, I had to kind of change that mentality because when I thought like that, I made everything more difficult. Yeah, But it's because I believed that like things were only rewarding if they're difficult, Mm-hmm. right of like okay yeah. like you know what i mean like that whole thing back to, that of like, hustle no culture. Off. Back to the hustle culture but see how it kind of plays into all these other things of like yep well then you start to think well if this was really easy right it's like if this was easy everyone would do like all that stuff that kind of we've been programmed to believe um mm-hmm. and i i don't know if you guys know this but i come from the fitness world. I was a personal trainer in the city. And so when I was doing all the hit and all that stuff, I like, I was lifting, like doing all. So I come from very much like no pain, no gain, like all that stuff. (laughs) Now I like cringe because I physically am like, I so cannot, like, I cannot hear that stuff anymore. But yeah. So like it really, whatever your belief system or your pattern is that's causing these things, then our body mm-hmm. is sending us messages and that's mm-hmm. pain. It's IBS symptoms, you know, whatever it's different Absolutely. for everyone. My migraines. Yeah. I don't know. I get a lot of people with chronic migraines. A lot of people are constipated, yeah. like a lot of these random yeah. symptoms mm-hmm. of kind of like holding really tight. Yeah. Tension. Oh yeah. Um, And that's the body, right? Like protecting you. It's the nervous system being like, yes. oh, I'm going to protect you. And then instead you're like people coming to me being like, oh, well now I'm taking Metamucil. And I'm like, but that's not the problem. <laughs> that's, not uh, that's, not getting the problem. <laughs> that's not getting to the solution. Yeah. I completely agree with that. I mean, long before anyone develops or gets their official diagnosis, right? There's probably, if someone to, was to really look at it, years and years and years and years of other symptoms that were maybe not directly related related Mm -hmm. to their chronic illness diagnosis. I know, but for me, like I had probably over like 200 different things that I was experiencing on a regular basis for Mm -hmm. at least 15 years before I got diagnosed with RA. 
if it wasn't for me passing out at work and getting my first swollen finger, right, of RA, I would have just continued on the way that I was yeah. continuing on. But I I realized like now, like I tell our listeners a lot, like my diagnosis was not a punishment to me. It was an awakening to yeah, be like, yeah. you, you yeah. cannot, you cannot sustain this, Erica. I would yeah. have meltdowns between full-time school, full-time working. I would have meltdown and eating like shit and drinking constantly, right? Constantly hungover, constantly eating like shit. It's just a repetitive cycle. Uh, just these meltdowns where like, I felt literally when, when I got my first swollen, uh, swollen finger, I had a meltdown. And from that meltdown, my nervous system was vibrating. It felt like yeah. it, it's all that adrenaline, right? Was I mean, I've been in a car accident where I did break my back. So I actually have a fusion in my thoracic spine. And not a lot of people know about that. But it felt like that when I got in my car accident, how my body was like that tingling like sensation where it just wasn't subsiding. And that's what happened a week before my diagnosis. My nervous system was like, it was done. It was like, you can't even get any more like anxious and panic and, you know, uh, hypervigilant than you already are. Like, this is the max. And yeah. so that's, that's what I believe what happens when people do get these diagnoses. It's like the body has a threshold, right? Until it's, it, it's going to physically show you a swollen joint, or it's going to be something big enough for you to be like, Hey, I need to go to the doctors. I need to see what's happening. I need to change some things about myself. Yeah. And if it wasn't for my diagnosis, I would not have the life I have now, not in the sense of like, my job and like my, you know, the things that I physically have, but like the, the level of peace that I have in my life, you know, like I said, before my diagnosis, people would see me as a a highly stressed out person. Right. And I thought that was okay. And so the fact that now when people are with me, they're like, wow, you're, you're present. Like you're with me. Like it's still kind of shocking to me because I'm like, whoa, I have turned into this person that I really didn't think was ever possible because I thought that's my genetics. That's because, you know, this this is just who I am. And it's like, no, like at the core of all of us is a regulated nervous system is peace, is happiness, is joy. That's our true self, you know, but it's all of the things that have happened in our life that cloud our perception of who we are and how we're functioning. And then we accept that as our, norm yeah when really it's not like we sh- we shouldn't be in that heightened state 24 7 yeah or we shouldn't be you know in bed depressed for months and months on end like I used to be like that was not normal but I thought that was normal I just thought well this is just who I am I just get really suicidal that's you know <laughs> yeah and it's like oh my gosh but I, I look back with compassion and empathy. I don't look back and, you know, regret as we talk about it. It's like that, that compassion piece of like, I am who I am. My state of being, how I think and how I feel at this moment is not because I want it to be like that. It's because it, my nervous system has learned to react that way because of the things that have happened to me, but have compassion for yourself. If that's you right now, if you are that type A stressed out, you know, panic attack, just know that that's not who you are. That's just what you're experiencing. And there is a way to experience a different state of being within yourself. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So I absolutely love this conversation. It's so juicy and it's so good. And you guys know that our podcast episodes are never short. So um, this is just going to, you know, be a longer one. It's not going to go too much longer. Don't worry. But we do have a couple more questions for you, Amanda. Um, okay. So the next one that we have for you is what are like, and I feel like you kind of touched on this, but maybe there's something else that resonates with you or what are some of your biggest insights that have really transformed like your mindset and your health overall? I think so. I think definitely this, this sort of realization that what was going on with my body was, was a message and that this was all happening for that reason, right? That my body was trying to tell me something, something that I flipped in the way that I perceived things with my body physically was that I fought my body for a really long time. I tried to control my body for a really long time and I fought against my body. And I would have Mm. times where I would be like, I am at war with my body. Why are you doing this to me? I need to go here tomorrow and I don't know how things are going to turn out. Why are you doing this? Right. What I realized. And then on the other side of that, we're constantly hearing, love your body, body positivity. You need to love your body. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, where is the middle ground? Like we were talking about, where's the middle ground. Right. And I kind Mm -hmm. of came up with this concept for myself of like dating my body and like learning what my body was telling me and learning how to sort of be back in my body and kind of like slowly come back in because Mm. I was so disconnected. Like I was like being dragged like my soul back into Mm -hmm. my body because like a lot of things we do take us out of our body, right? Like medicine, even meditation, which is wonderful, but we're not in the body doing that, Mm -hmm. right? That's not... So I had to kind of like really learn to be back in my physical form. And so that's why earlier when I said movement, movement was so key for me because movement had been something that was so rigid for me. It was either I can't do that because I have arthritis, Mm -hmm. right? Like I I can't Mm -hmm. do that. I'm not even going to try. Or it was a workout routine, right? Like, or I I grew up boxing and kickboxing, which I I still love in martial arts, but very much rigid. So for Mm -hmm. me, like I had to really come into a flow, And so I think like learning that like my body actually really likes to like move in more fluid motions and just put music on and like move my hips and like I never divine feminine really comes through. Well, coming Mm -hmm. into the divine feminine because that type A, that super Mm -hmm. hustle that we're talking about is in the masculine. And that's where I live, right? Like breadwinner, Mm -hmm. school, martial art. Like I was very like go, 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 go. And now like I've really let in a lot more of the feminine, which is flow. It's having seasons like winter where we're not always feeling super creative and we're becoming more reflective, right? It's kind of going with the seasons. It's being nurturing ourselves, right? And like Mm -hmm. learning, like, Mm -hmm. you know, eating something that's like, okay, like maybe my body likes this and maybe it doesn't. Let's see how it goes. You know, like things like, what do you like? Like, (laughs) let's go dance. You know, like, like Mm -hmm. literally dating my body. I love love that that. so much. (laughs) That's That's a really good way of like, thinking about it. Cause I think adding the stress of like, I should immediately love myself and I should immediately yeah. love my body again, adds the unnecessary stress to it. And I always say you're shooting on yourself. Yeah. yeah. Instead of coming at it with just curiosity, right? We always yeah. try to, I tell my clients, you always try to, you're trying to come at it with control, but you need to come at it with curiosity because that makes a big difference because control yeah. is forcing something when it doesn't necessarily align, but if you have that curiosity, you're going to be able to grow and expand in more ways that you didn't even, you couldn't even have imagined for yourself because you're open to what 
can right. happen, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then becoming, yeah, like who I am, you know, so now I stopped, I really did stop doing a lot of things that were regimented. And now like, I like to hike. And that's really something over the past couple of years that I've really liked to do and be in nature. And I think I've mm-hmm. always loved that since being a kid. But it's like, I was like, no, 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 you have to be on the treadmill for 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, this is what uh, you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and so breaking mm-hmm. out, I think for me of a lot of regimens and just kind of just adding a little bit to what you were saying before, Erica, about routine. I notice when I get into a routine and I still have routines because we're Mm -hmm. humans, right? I still wake up and do the same things. Like I am so in tune with what's going on that like, I will be like, wow, I've been walking the same route for like the past two weeks because (laughs) I'm pregnant. I'm supposed to walk. So like, I'll just walk the other direction like one day, right? And be like, let's just, or like one day if I don't have, yeah, like I just switch random stuff up. Yeah, to kind of yeah. like keep my brain on its toes a little, like you can just brush your teeth with the other hand, like just yeah. mess with it a little bit, you know? Ooh, yeah. I love that idea of just like doing little things to, it kind of like throws you off, but for a good reason, right? Like it allows your brain to think in a different way and to process the environment around you and the things that you're doing in a different way. Um, because then it, it allows that growth, right? We're coming out of that stagnancy and also shifting the energy as well. Yeah. Coming out of that autopilot. And what I was going to say is like, you know, I made tortillas the other day I showed on, on <laughs> Instagram and I know that's random and weird, but you know, it's like something like that. It's like, I perceived making tortillas as this crazy hard process. I was like, how am I going to do it? Like, I, you know, it seems complicated, but I was like, you know what? I don't want to eat the ones at the grocery store. I'm pretty sure I can make something better. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I just challenged myself to make it. And it's like doing something different, even if it doesn't, yeah. it didn't look, it didn't look pretty it, you know, it didn't come out exactly how the recipe did it, but I noticed my old perfectionistic self would have been beating myself up. How come you can't make these good? How, why didn't they come <laughs> out perfect? Instead, I like, I appreciated the beauty of how, you know, the shapes of the tortillas, they weren't perfectly circle, circular. They weren't the, the thickness level wasn't all the state, you know, the consistency, but I was like, wow, that was really fun. I just like, said I wanted to make tortillas and I made tortillas like I love we that. don't like allow ourselves to just yeah like, fuck it like let me play just try it <laughs> yeah we play. don't play we don't play that. and we're we're so in our mind like I tell my clients too like most of us exist from our shoulders up mm-hmm. right we're just a head and a neck on shoulders <laughs> and it's like when you do things like that like you know kneading the the dough like yeah into it like being present messy getting messy like playing like you know thinking like all that stuff is like really good for our brain really good for our nervous system like yeah it doesn't have to be healing doesn't have to be what we perceive it as, right? Healing yeah. is me sitting, doing, sitting down, doing a 30 minute meditation every single morning, drinking a green yeah. tea. Like, yes, those things obviously are helpful. And I, I have done a lot of those things, but it, if we keep ourselves rigid and we don't allow ourselves to be flexible, like you said, with routines, we all have routines, yeah. right? But if I don't check off, I don't live my life by a checkbox anymore. Yeah. Before Same. at the start of my healing journey, it was like, wake up, do green juice, do go to hot yoga. Da, da, da. <laughs> and if I didn't do yeah. those things, I would add more stress to myself. I'd be like, yeah. oh my God, I didn't do this. I'm going to be more flared up the next day. And now I'm just like, fuck it. If I want a cheeseburger fry, I'm going to get a cheeseburger. hundred percent. Yeah. 
if something happens to my body, oh fucking K. Like I'm gonna be okay. Like yeah. life's gonna yeah. move on. And yeah. that yeah, that's yeah, That's you're so doing enough to keep it like in balance so that you can yes. kind of do other things. And I'm I'm the same way. Like I I've really been lately feeling creatively stuck and like not super inspired because there's a lot of energy going into like building this human that's inside of me. Yeah. And like, and I'm kind of like, okay, but like you know, creating and having a business and having a presence online, like that's also really hard because then I'm like, I'm not feeling super creative because I'm in a different place. Yeah. So like yesterday. Mm-hmm. I had no clients, no appointments and until later in the afternoon. And so like, I just looked at my husband and I was like, I really am not going to open my computer until later. And I'm just going to like clean. Like we have a couple of just like, ha- like random apartment projects we need to do. And I'm like, I'm just going to clean up stuff and just work with my hands physically. And I know mm-hmm. that my brain will go. And then today I do mm-hmm. feel more energized and more mm-hmm. inspired. Beautiful. You, I couldn't force it to be like, well, I yeah. have to get on my computer. I have to film something today. Like, no, I don't feel like filming something every freaking day. Maybe I want to write. Like, why does it always have to, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think there's like a huge thing to be said for um, something that I always tell my clients to do is find ways to allow your inner child to play every single day. So like Erica was saying, kneading the dough, like just Mm -hmm. finding that playfulness and like, what would, what would that little Erica, what would that little, you know, whoever you are want to do today? You know, like, Mm -hmm. um, asking yourself, genuinely asking yourself every morning, what does little so-and-so want to do today? And sometimes it could be something simple, like I want to dance, right? But you got to actually listen to it again, that self-awareness piece. Yeah. And then also being aware of how those practices are making you feel during and after so that you can start to associate that better, higher vibration with the practice, right? The things that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, So this kind of like, I guess, segues a little bit into our second to last question for you. Um, (laughs) We have one more when we close, but what our last question um, truly is what values do you um, feel that you embody on a daily basis? What is values? Okay. Um, It's so funny because I actually have been thinking about this a lot lately. One of Mm -hmm. my like woo woo pregnancy books this is like they're like what values do you have that you want to like pass on to your child like now I'm thinking Ah. about this like value thing so this is really interesting um I think for me the number one thing is authenticity um Mm -hmm. being authentic showing up as who I am in every single thing not just to the online community that's important parts part of it but showing up as who Mm -hmm. I am to my husband showing up to my family like really like showing up as who I am. And and I know that it's such a key part of who I am because as I learned more and more about my soul, I realized that like it drove me crazy when other mm-hmm. people, like I actually can feel physically like and energetically when like someone else is being super like yes. fake. Oh, I'm, oh, like, yes. oh. I'm like, oh, I hate it. The like, worst. why do I hate this? Like, oh. why did I unfollow this person? And I'm like, this is why. Yes. Um, yes. So I think that that's like my number one. Um, what else? authentic. I think, I think what are other values? <laughs> it's, it's okay. I mean, you only one is one. totally fine. Yeah. I, that's I mean, value. That, that's, that's a good one. And honestly, I'm going to say like, you make my nervous system feel really good because I was anxious, you know, I was feeling kind of nervous, like, Oh, this is the first guest, but like you really like you, 
embody that like I can really sense mm -hmm. that like you are true a hundred like I feel like I'm getting you as I would you your husband may get or your like close oh yeah friends, right <laughs> and that's and that's what like that that makes me feel like good like that's the type of people that I want to engage with mm -hmm. in my life you know like yeah. I feel like that's I mean what are we if we're not really you know exactly. I mean obviously we all have roles that we play in our life right the role of our coach of a, you know, whatever there's yeah. certain roles and it. it's hard to get out of that. But I'm talking about like, when I think of authenticity, I think about the energy behind the yes. authenticity. So mm -hmm. someone can say like, oh, this, da, da, da. okay, well, yeah, you say these things, but like, but what's what the vibe behind, saying? What's, what's yeah. the energy behind that? And like, I really feel that you have that. So I'm just really appreciative that you, you know, took the time to be on here and authentically show up for yourself and express yourself. And ha you had a lot of good uh, information to share with our, uh, our listeners. But the last thing we want to ask is <laughs> what is the one practice technique or tip that you have for our listeners to incorporate into their daily lives? So I think, I think the whole thing about getting to know your body, it's really hard to see all these self-care things that I share and that everybody shares. And it's like, okay, but I live a really busy life. How am I going to integrate this? Mm -hmm. Um, I always try to commit to, you know, one thing or something that I can do throughout the day. And I do think that like body massage is so key when mm -hmm. I teach a lot of lymphatic stuff and acupressure and things like that, that you can just do it's a lot of people are already doing it intuitively. So like one thing that like I do, I, and I noticed that I do it now that I'm teaching it to people and I'm like, mm -hmm. Oh my God, I do this all the time <laughs> is that there's an acupoint, um, in the middle of the sternum in the chest, um, that's for nervous system regulation. And so if you're having a tough conversation or you feel like you're having a panic attack or getting worked up, you can just sort of rub that spot. And I do it. Like I'll be talking to my mm -hmm. husband ever since getting pregnant. I'm like, I do feel like, like rubbing my intuitively. chest. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an intuitive thing that you can do, or you could give your ears a massage, which is great for your, um, your vagus nerve and great for things like, um, like calm and sleep and all that stuff. Right. So there is a practice in, in Ayurvedic medicine called Abhyanga, which is oil massage at night. And so that was my one practice, right? I do it with lymphatic cups and that's what I do. And that's my committed practice. However, mm. since becoming pregnant, I have, do not have a lot of energy in the evening. Like mm -hmm. my, my friends would tell you that, like, I have now told them, do not even text me after nine o'clock. I will not read it. <laughs> like I will not <laughs> read it until the next day. Like I'm exhausted. So it's been harder for me to keep those things. And now I'm feeling like, okay, this is interesting, right? Because I've been sharing. That's what I do every single night. And I did. I really did keep it for a year, you know, really as much as I could, right? Unless you go out, whatever, yeah, yeah. right? But like, okay, fine. But like, I really did keep it. Now it's like, I realize, like, well, I'm doing massaging and different things throughout the day, right? It's like, okay, well, if I can just like massage my chin, right? Or my vagus nerve, which, you know, like right under the earlobe, there's a spot. It's hard to have your uh, phones on. There's a spot for the vagus nerve. Like I do do that every single day. And that's something you could do that's free. Like just use your hands mm -hmm. and massage yourself and, you know, kind of, you know, touch your chest and touch your ear, you know, touch these yeah. places that can regulate your nervous system. Yes. It's just self-soothing and coping mechanisms. Yep. Oh, I yeah. absolutely love that. I think it's really important because we've become so disconnected from the body, like you were saying. Um, and this is like a really simple, easy, free practice to be able to connect yeah. with yourself mm -hmm. so much more. Um, so where can people find you? Where can people learn more? What I love about this conversation is like, 
we honestly planned on talking about a lot of that, but we segued into so many other things. But I love that because people genuinely get a sense of you again, authentically. Yeah. And now they yeah. can like go to your Instagram and get all of that other information. But on this yeah. podcast, they got yeah. a lot of the stuff that you can't really see from a little like real or a quick post. So I'm actually yeah. happy it went this way. <laughs> yeah, me too. No, for me sure. Too. It's been great. So, okay. So you can find me at Amanda Nova Wellness on Instagram. Um, and that's where you can find all my virtual classes. I'm on, I'm on Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, TikTok, teaching all free, st- like giving so many free resources constantly. Uh, and then I have short virtual classes. And like we were talking about, like they're accessible. I don't really do like three month long programs. I do like a yeah. quick class that you can take on it and just deep dive on one topic um, to make it easier mm-hmm. for people. And then my products are Olive and Grace Apothecary. Mm-hmm. And you could check those out on my, Love on my it. Instagram. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations, oh by gosh. the way. I'm launching that. It's so exciting. Thanks. Thank you. Congratulations guys. on so many things. And it just feels <laughs> so good to be supported and uh, you know, know people that are on similar paths and trying to help mm-hmm. people authentically and genuinely, right? And not just sell a product, sell an idea. Like we're we're really embodying what we talk about. And that's like the most important thing because there's so much you know, stuff out on social media where you're just like, it, it doesn't feel helpful. So what you're yeah. doing is, is, is really helpful and Making a difference. you have been, yeah, you've been such a pleasure. This is my nerves are at, they're calm. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're calm. I feel, I feel good. And we can't wait to get this episode out. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for being our first guest. We did it. Yes. Thank you guys for having me. This has been a great conversation and I hope a lot of people are going to learn a lot of things. I mean, God, these are resources I wish I had five years ago, 10 years ago. That's literally why we do what we do. Yeah. It's incredible to be a part of this whole thing with, with you guys and sort of rising people up and and helping lift them. So thanks for having me. (laughs) Okay, guys, we'll talk to you on the next episode. Bye. (laughs) That was good. That was good.